Today, we are joined by Denise Frazier speaking about an upcoming event, Reckoning with the History of Whiteness in New Orleans, Edward Ball and Dr. Laura Roseanne Adderley. Denise Frazier is a scholar, educator, violinist, and Gulf South native, a resume that has primed her for her role as the assistant director of the New Orleans Center for the Gulf South. Just go for the whole uh, <laughs> wonderful bio, which I really love. Uh, and uh, we speak frequently. Uh, so welcome to the show, Denise. Thank you so much, Theo. It's great to be here. Well, just sort of continuing the lovely language of the Center for the Gulf South, I wonder if you could talk about the center and what you do. Yes, um, to all of your listeners who are, um, who are not familiar with New Orleans Center for the Gulf South, um, we are an interdisciplinary place-based institute founded in 2011, and we are a cornerstone of the School of Liberal Arts here at Tulane University. And we're dedicated to perpetuating and celebrating the distinctive cultures of New Orleans and the Gulf South, identified as the bioregion stretching from Florida to Texas, specifically focusing on um, planetary health of our region um, and um, resisting white supremacy. Our focus is not only on the coastal states, but international as well, exploring the Caribbean, Africa, Latin America, and the ties that those different places have to this region and all of our distinctive histories and traditions as a Delta city and as a coastal wetland area. Um, and so we rest on the three pillars, research, teaching and community engagement. And our programming is based on the belief that the more we understand where we are, the more fully we can engage in our democracy and collective destiny. So uh, that's who we are as New Orleans Center for the Gulf South. Great, and this event that's coming up uh, is, is sort of the culmination of a few of different things that the center is involved in. Uh, namely, I'm thinking about the uh, collaboration with the Studio in the Woods, the Writer in the Woods residency, which uh, Edward Ball was a fellow or resident of in 2016 to 2018. And then also some of the great public programming that you offer quite regularly. Uh, so I'm, Thank you. I'm interested to hear a little bit about if you, know, if you want to talk a little bit about the residency, I know you have some news about the upcoming fellow as well, but uh, also about Edward Ball and sort of the stuff that he's been working on, the writing that he's been doing over the last, gosh, more than two decades. Yes, yeah, I, I will first start off um, answering that first question about the Gulf South Writer in the Woods. Um, Gulf South Writer in the Woods is a program um, of New Orleans Center for the Gulf South and a studio in the woods which is also a part of Tulane and the Bywater Institute. Um, and we support the creative work, scholarship and community engagement of writers um, who examine the Gulf South region. So this is a, a, a program that has um, had three iterations. Uh, Edward Ball was the first Gulf South writer in the woods. And every two years we select uh, a new uh, Gulf South writer in the woods uh, through a jury process. And the position will be awarded, um, is always awarded on the merit of the proposal and the stage of manuscript. And the awardee receives a $5,000 stipend and a six week residency at a studio in the woods over 18 months. And we also help facilitate Tulane University library access and staff support and any other ways we can support the writer in making connections here in our city. And so we have officially three awardees right now. As I said, Edward Ball was the very first one in 2016 through 2018. And then we had Lady Hubbard um, from 2020 to 20, uh, 2019 to 2020. 
And uh, she recently released her book, The Rib King in January. And uh, Desiree S. Evans, who is our very spanking brand new writer in the woods. And we are very excited about um, her starting. And she will be um, in residency from 2021 to 2022. And uh, so that's a Gulf South writer in the woods. And if you want, I can talk a little bit more about um, Ed Ball. Um, so Ed Ball was our very first one. And um, he's, he's a, a writer who specifically focuses on um, his uh, family's history and legacy of um, enslavement, white supremacy, and his recent book, Life of a Klansman, which uh, was released in 2020, um, tells the story of his great-great-grandfather, Constant Polycorp Lecorn, who um, participated in the um, antebellum Confederate and Reconstruction era um, racial ter uh, terrorism and vigilante terrorism. And uh, several of his ancestors on his maternal and paternal uh, sides enslaved uh, people of African descent. And so his new book, Life of a Klansman, really digs deep into the story of this one person. It's considered a microhistory in the sense that it, it tells um, a very specific story um, that relates to a larger, um, wider phenomenon in our country, which is white supremacy. Um, and um, this is something that Ed has been working on for, um, for, for years. Um, he's written six books on history and biography. Um, and his first book, Slaves in the Family, is an account of um, his family's history as slave holders in South Carolina. And um, I guess not so fun fact, I recently uh, learned this past Thanksgiving that um, my family history is related to his. Um, my great aunt um, from Bossier City, uh, Louisiana, uh, was married to a ball. And so um, that ancestor of mine um, had probably been enslaved by uh, Edward's family. Um, so yes, he, um, he's also taught at Yale. He, um, um, he's done several uh, events for the center in his tenure as um, Gulf South writer in the woods, including a workshop called Inheriting Whiteness, where um, a select group of people who applied um, could learn about how to, um, how to research and how to conduct um, genealogical research on, on their families here in um, New Orleans, partnering with Greg Osborne from the New Orleans Public Library. Uh, so that's a little bit about Ed, our very first uh, Gulf South writer in the woods, and we're happy to welcome him next week, Wednesday, March 31st, to talk with Dr. Roseanne Adderley in Reckoning with the History of Whiteness in New Orleans. That's great. And, and, and it's something that I just am I'm thinking about as you're talking and I'm thinking about Edward Ball's biography and bibliography. And, and as you said, much of the writing that he's done has been about kind of these material relationships to whiteness, I mean, through his, his sort of direct relationships to the planter class. But in a sense, I think, you know, if we go back to thinking about his book, Slaves and the Family, it's published in 1998. I think there's a way that even now there's, there's a growing discourse about understanding what whiteness is and how it's produced and how it relates to material and symbolic things. But it's really still not as, not as, 
common everyday discourses I would hope or imagine. And when I think about him talking about, or you, sorry, you talking about him talking about this stuff <laughs> and his relationship to it literally in, in the nineties, or I think about, um, I think about Rebecca Snedeker's film by invitation only. I mean, this is really Absolutely. early groundbreaking scholarship in thinking about how, um, how whiteness works. And, and I guess, I don't know, that's just something I want to note, and maybe as a question, I would think about you know the role of introspection in understanding race and and how important that is, and 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 if there's any comment you would make about that, I don't know, um, but I think that yeah, I think that there's something there. Yes, yeah. Thank you for mentioning Rebecca's film um, by invitation only, which um, talks about white supremacy in um, Mardi Gras, a traditional Mardi Gras. Um, culture here in New Orleans, and it's a wonderful film that you can um, uh, see on. Um, I think it's called. I forgot what it's called, but canopy. there's like a free canopy. Yes, yes, you can see it on canopy. Um, as a as a person of African descent, I I frequently um, wonder what what's going on in the in um, white minds as we we see the. The level of destruction that is created um, through white supremacy, and and how the white supremacy also um, also um, aids in the, I guess the t deterioration of the white soul as yeah. much as anyone else's. Yeah. And and I hope that white people can get that. <laughs> yeah. And I think the only way for them to get that is to own up to it, to call it out within themselves and with um, within each other. And not necessarily um, have it uh, have this call out be the role of people of African descent or people of any other um, of any other race. Yeah. And uh, so that would be my short answer to this issue. And I think um, Edward Ball, as painful as it is to read this book, is doing very valuable uh, white work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really appreciate that. And something that I find myself thinking about a lot is is the ways that that whiteness operates through this sort of distancing from violence or this distancing from history and I think something that mm -hmm. comes out in in both you know Edward Ball's work and Rebecca Seneca's work and I think in, can think of a whole lot of people um, mm -hmm. who name how these 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 acts and these these life stories that we really understand clearly as being violent today um, mm -hmm. to understand how they relate to subtler modes, how they relate to things that I think today, you know, through a narrative of colorblindness or through a narrative of white liberalism, we don't acknowledge. We don't acknowledge that that constructs our identity and our position in the world. And um, so mm -hmm. I, I'm very interested in this work, um, you know, because, because, it, because it puts a face, you know, it names those connections um, mm -hmm. that I think are so mm -hmm. easily elided often by white people. I think that's the power of the book. It's written in such a personal way that um, it's almost unsettling to read that this guy's just a carpenter. He's just a regular person. There's nothing, you know, special about him. Um, I don't think Ed painted him in a in a grandiose way. Um, he's just the average person, and um, we are surrounded by average people who um, hold white supremacy in their bodies either in very overt ways or in subtle ways. Um, we, we see things, um, we, we're able to witness what happened, for instance, at the Capitol 
um, this past election season to what's going on with regards to Asian American violence in this country and how that relates to um, uh, fear that the former president incited with um, the virus and connected that with China. And, and we have to all understand that this is a part of our nation's inheritance of white supremacy. And this book really gets to um, the root of, of where that is here in various ways, whether that's in, um, in our politics, in carnival, even here at Tulane, Tulane gets mentioned various times in this book as a site of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, if we're able to see it and understand it, research it, study it, talk about it, despite the fact that it, it's triggering and painful for so many of us, I think that that is gonna result in greater awareness and future resistance of, of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, and I think that that might be a good way to transition to talking into talking about this event and how it's structured. Uh, you know, you're naming Tulane. I think Tulane, our listeners right now are in New Orleans. There's a lot of different associations with Tulane as an institution uh, in the ways that it's related to, to these legacies and these histories of white supremacy that we're talking about. And this event, uh, you know, it's going to be opened by um, Professor Annalise Singh, um, who is a now professor at Tulane and associate dean for diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, and is also going to be in conversation with Professor Laura Roseanne Adderley, who is a historian um, of Black history and of histories of enslavement. And and both are two voices who I think are very powerfully influencing Tulane to reckon with those histories and potential futures, right? Mm -hmm. And so I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how their voices fit into this conversation, how they came into this event. Absolutely. Um, so we, we knew that it was important to have our new associate provost for diversity and faculty development and chief diversity officer um, be a part of this. And we are so incredibly thankful that Dr. Singh um, accepted our invitation to open up the event. and. And it just demonstrates um, a further commitment to, um, to inspire others at Tulane to uh, dig into this difficult history and not shy away from the history of our university and what it's, what it's meant for so many people. And in the case of Tulane, um, there were vigilante uh, racist groups who met here in the 19th century. Um, that's documented and it's also um, a part of the book. So I hope um, um, as many people as can can read about this history. And, and so this is this is a great like start to understanding how we how we reckon with this um, history in our university where we're owning up to the fact that this is a part of where we are in order to resist it and end it. Mm -hmm. Because it is it's toxic. Mm -hmm. it, it's making all of us sick and um, and it's causing unnecessary unnecessary needless violence. Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Laura Roseanne Adderley, of course, is um, such a perfect um, person to have in conversation with Edward Ball because of her extensive history and knowledge about um, enslavement in this region and also in the Caribbean and in the entire African diaspora. And um, we, we felt that her, her knowledge and expertise related to this topic and the fact that she's also an African descended woman who is well-versed in this very difficult subject matter could really be a great, um, um, could provide great discussion for, for Edward Ball. 
And so we, we recommended her. She's um, also been very great uh, with us. She's one of the friends of the center and we love partnering with Dr. Adderley. So uh, we, we felt that this would make a lively and exciting discussion. I'm really looking forward to it. I, you know, I, um, yeah, yeah, I really, uh, Professor Adderley is, is somebody, definitely an example of a person at Tulane who I really just look up to and see, see as being a great voice at the university. So, um, Me too, yes. I, I wanna talk a little bit about how, this is sort of the second iteration of this event, um, which I think had initially been planned in a way that was more, I think intended to, to explore white perspectives and explore sort of, you know, white understandings of, of whiteness and of racism and of the systems that produce it and the ways that they're still with us. Mm -hmm. And there was some pushback from within the Tulane community about that event and how it was set up. And I was really impressed with how the center sort of sat with and responded to the critiques that came out and, and also how this event has sort of been reformulated in response to those critiques. And I think that that kind of transparency, I just really appreciate. And so I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about that process and, and, and how you came to, to the event as it is now and, and also this resource online that documents that process. Oh, thank you so much, Theo. Yes, uh, New Orleans Center for the Gulf South in a studio in the woods together, we had originally scheduled this um, event to be in August, which was right along the time of the book release. Mm -hmm. And um, Edward Ball was going to be in conversation with um, whiteness scholar, um, uh, Lydia Pilo Hobbs. And we had more than 240 registrants for this event and, um, and the, public, um, the publicity related to this event was not clear in its intention to be anti-racist. And so Tulane community uh, raised tons of concerns. We, we received many comments of, of people who um, were wondering the why. We don't understand the reason for two white people to be in conversation right now when we are at the height of not only pandemic, but also uh, police violence. Of, you consider the summer being the summer of George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery. And so the timing was bad, the publicity was harmful, um, and, and there was just a lot of questioning about um, what, is, what is this event. We even have some people who actually thought that Edward Ball was a Klansman, that we were bringing a Klansman to campus. And um, so, so we, we lived and we continue to live in this climate where that that is an actual question that people have, um, which which so which really demonstrates the climate of of, of our nation. Yeah. Um, so we we decided to reschedule, to reframe, to to make sure that our goals were um, were understood more pointedly, to revamp our publicity for this event, and uh, allowing everyone to see that this was an anti-racist event, that this book is anti-racist. And we were able to meet with tons of people on campus. We met with um, the Office of Multicultural Affairs. We met with uh, Dr. Singh. We met with chairs of departments and, and friends, people who um, supported us. And then also, of course, people who critiqued us and decided that we were gonna completely restructure this event and have it again. And we are very thankful to 
have really heard the wisdom of everyone, um, including Dr. Janaki Flint um, from our counseling services. Uh, and people gave us trust to re-understand this. And we also have a, a, a track record of um, supporting events with diversity education in mind. The majority of our events are actually of people of color. And so I think there was also a lot of misunderstanding about who both a studio in the woods and New Orleans Center for the Gulf South, who we were. And so hopefully this will, this new re reiteration will confirm that um, we are committed to resisting and dismantling, destroying white supremacy. And this is, this is one way that we would like to do it. And having Edward, of course, in conversation with an African descended um, professor who is well-versed in, um, in this subject matter was also important. Well, I, when I posted this, uh, this as a, as a, as a, what is it called? podcast. I'll include a link to, to the center's website that sort of documents these conversations and, and, and how the event is constructed now. For folks who are listening online, I think maybe if you were to Google New Orleans Center for the Gulf South and Reckoning with Whiteness in New Orleans, you would find that on a website. Thank you. So yeah, so as discussed, this event is going to take place online on Wednesday, March 31st at 6 p.m. Central. The title is Reckoning with the History of Whiteness in New Orleans, Edward Ball and Dr. Laura Rose.